There's plenty of evidence suggesting our world is broken. There's an endless supply of stories circulating about how society is fragmented and the environment is being destroyed. Tuning into these narratives can deliver a sense of despair, but just beyond that is a request for our participation in the holistic, ecological well-being of our planet. Nature reminds us that we are not the problem, but rather that challenges arise when we shy away from our humanness. The invitation is to engage more fully with the Earth, our ecosystem, our communities, our families, and our true selves. This podcast is about rewiring our minds and recalibrating our vision to see the possibility in what's alive at this moment. It's about writing a new story that is neither ignorant of the upheaval happening in these times nor inherently fatalistic. It's about acknowledging the fact that we are living in a landscape of great evolution and about creating spaces that support us in exploring this uncharted territory without fear. The perspective we share challenges us to view the world as unbroken. It requires us to be fully present and uphold our values as we give reverence to the innate wholeness of nature. It also guides us to focus on the ways our own empowerment is tightly woven with our capacity for healthy decision-making and our willingness to take conscious actions as human beings. The conversations we have here are raw, heartfelt, and sometimes controversial. May they provoke you into remembering the animal god within. We are Davide Zimolo and Stella Roback, and we welcome you to The Wandering Below, Messages of Healing for an Unbroken World. Welcome, everybody. This is uh, the uh, second episode of Season 2 of The Wandering Below, and these are your hosts, Davide. And Stella. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Today, we are talking about uh, medicine. We keep talking about medicine. Uh, if you listen to the previous episodes, we went very deep in the conversation about uh, what medicine is and what well-being is and different types of medicine in different contexts. Today, uh, we keep talking about uh, medicine, um, taking, I would say, a step back and looking at paradigms, looking at um, at the bigger picture and uh, kind of like the mental aspect, uh, how we approach the idea of health. And uh, we're doing this not because this podcast is turning into a medical podcast or a medicine podcast. We're doing it uh, to stay true to uh, the subtitle of this podcast, which is Messages of Healing for an Unbroken World. Um, we, uh, we believe that there's, need, there's uh, healing to be done, but there's also, we're not broken as humans. We're, the, our world is not inherently broken. Uh, and maybe the way we look at it is what needs to be fixed and needs to be changed. So this is why we invite a discussion about paradigm and mindset in this podcast. Uh, we are still talking about healing of uh, the human body and human spirit in this episode. But uh, you will see that as we go along in uh, this season, we will look at a bigger picture, how a community can heal, how uh, we can relate to the ecology and healing together with nature, with the planet, and, you know, and things like that. But uh, today, we are talking, as I said, about paradigms. And before we get into 
the juice of the episode, um, we would like to define or talk a little bit about what a paradigm even is. Yeah, so a paradigm is, um, I feel like this this is one of those words that gets thrown around a lot um, when people talk about healing or talk about um, being spiritual or engaging in spiritual activities or personal growth, um, how your paradigm shift is more important than anything else. So a paradigm is basically um, the way that you see patterns or um, a way of building framework on on the a way of building framework on how you see the world. So it's sort of like the lens that you see things through um, or like you can think of it literally as glasses. Like when there's this saying of uh, wearing rose colored glasses, it's like a view of the world as being opportunistic um, and it means that you are an optimist and it's kind of looking through those glasses, you see the world in a different way but if you weren't wearing those glasses, the world would still be the same. It's just about how you're seeing it. And um, that distinction is basically what a paradigm is. So we're going to be talking about health and healing paradigms today. We went through the seven medicines of the wise earth tradition in our last episode. Um, and the wise earth tradition is one of the three paradigms that we're going to be talking through. Yeah, the other two episode, the, yeah, the, the other two uh, paradigms we're going to talk about today are the scientific and the heroic paradigms, and um, we have, you know, you could probably uh, already like you know what the general theme is for this episode, but I would like to read what Stella wrote uh, in preparation for this podcast, which I think summarizes really well what we've been talking about uh, for the past five minutes. The mindset you hold about your health determines how your wellness manifests. The medicine, modality, or even food you consume is much less important than the healing paradigm you see the world through. This is um, gets to the point, I think, of what you were talking about a minute ago, because it's really it. You know, we. Um, Sure, medicine, um, techniques, food, things that come from the outside or even from the inside, they are important for sure. But it is the way that you set your life to be, that you put your mind, body, and spirit to be every day with your mindset, with the paradigm you choose that d maybe define most of your wellness and your well-being mm -hmm. and um yeah and like you know all the model like you know the food and all the th the things the factual things like the food the concrete things the food medicine uh the herbs the reiki the pills they are effective for sure in their own way but they and they can all be used within each of these paradigms because it's you know, you can take a pill while living any health paradigm. Yeah, or in other words, from any mindset, you can use any tool um, and it, it will 
how it affects you will really be determined by your mindset. Um, so we're going to get a little deeper into that um, as we talk through the different paradigms. But I just wanted to point out before we dive in that paradigms have modalities that are associated with them. And that's sort of because when the paradigm was established in our collective consciousness, it also gave rise to certain tools that were most supportive of that paradigm. Um, But now we have access to all of those medicines, all of those modalities, and we have access to different ways of viewing the world too. Um, And that's what we're really talking about today, the ways of viewing the world. But keep in mind that the modalities that you might use um, are not necessarily tied to the mindset that gave rise to them. For example, um, pharmaceuticals are part of the scientific tradition, but taking a pharmaceutical drug is, is just one modality that you could approach from any mindset. And the mindset doesn't determine that you need to use that tool. It determines how you use the tools. So even though the pharmaceuticals are associated with the scientific paradigm, that's only because the pharmaceuticals were derived from the creators of the scientific paradigm. That those tools can actually be used in any way. You can think about them in lots of different ways. And that will be determined, the way you think about them will be determined by the paradigm through which you see the world. Yeah, so really our discussion today is about awareness, about looking at different ways, different collective consciousness ways to look at the world and identifying patterns of uh, these uh, paradigms or, you know, the paradigms are the patterns that uh, can be found in the world. And, the, you know, the, the the main goal is to, for us to like, you know, we're inviting the listeners to listen to us and uh, look at these. But at the end of the day, we encourage awareness and we encourage to you know, be free to, you know, you don't necessarily have to adhere to one or the other or use the medicine, as you were just saying, but it's about realizing that we act through these lenses. There are lenses that we, you know, it's there is a filter every time, our mental filter, There's, it's always there. So it is okay to, you know, just like, you know, we could say, okay, I want to look at this way, look at the world in a good way. I want to get to do things and not have to do things, but it, you know, we are complex animals and in a complex society and things changes, change, things change and they're difficult sometimes. So we want to introduce these paradigms and invite exploration. So go ahead. Yeah. The, um, the thing is that you already view the world in whatever paradigm you hold. And these are just paradigms discussing health and how you might see health and healing. Um, So as you're listening, try to identify like components of each of these 
mindsets and see which ones you already use because most likely you you have a mix you you are not only focused on seeing the world through one of these lenses and maybe the the healthiest thing we could do i mean you could argue that it's healthy to have a combination of lenses through which you look at the world so just like take note of where you're at now and and realize how that mindset is actually having a much bigger impact than you might realize on your health, much more than the actual medicines that you're using, the modalities or tools that you're using. Um, and if you desire to shift into a different mindset, it really is a mindset. So you can just start thinking differently. You don't even have to start using different tools or change your diet or change your routine in any way. It's just about how you see the world. So it will be about really bringing more awareness to your thoughts. So let's dive in with the scientific um, the scientific tradition or paradigm um, focuses on data, time, the mechanics of things. Um, it uses comparison to determine what's working and what's not. Um, and a huge focus of it is the ability to standardize health. Yeah, so it's, I mean, this is, um, you know, all the informations uh, we get from our doctors or from, you know, the, the all the scientific studies and the general uh, idea that, uh, you know, we can be uh, healed by an active component that is can be found in pills, you know, the, identifying breaking down the human physiology into or human body into different systems and organs and through physiology look at how these work and identifying where you know there's something that is not working properly or is not working as the standard understanding of how that system should work and try to find an active component or something as a molecule or something that can bring back that um, system or that organ, that cell to a standard, to like a number that is good, <laughs> that is what should be. That is like the main, um, you know, the main idea. So like, you know, there are all things that can be quantified, that can be looked at. The, you know, we, that can be fixed, that can be, um, you know, compared to a health status. status. So look look at two different numbers and see, okay, now we have to lower that number through the use of an active, med an active component found in a medicine. Right. And so the idea behind the scientific paradigm is we're understanding the whole, the whole being by identifying and working with the most active component of it. So what this means is um, if you are treating a patient, you are looking at the human in front of you and seeing like they are complaining about a specific pain or we know that we've done a scan of their kidneys and they have a certain issue coming up only in that organ system. And it's equally the same view as 
as the medicines that we're working with. So, um, in the scientific, from the scientific mindset, you would look at, um, turmeric and say that curcumin is the most important part of turmeric because when you consume the curcumin, it has the greatest effect on, on your body, on your immune system. Um, so it's, it's human based, but it's not subjective human based. It's always about what can we extract from the um, substance or what part of the human can we dissect, like get zoomed in more and more and more so that we use as little as possible with as great of an impact as possible. You know, which is a mindset and a modality that works fantastically for acute illnesses. No, no, right. I mean, it can be like, okay, so I have a cut and I'm bleeding. That's clear. It needs to, that needs to be stopped. So, you know, the, through the lens of that, the scientific mindset, we can be, okay, you know, that it works really well because we have an acute thing to fix and the scientific tradition is very good at finding something to quickly fix something that is broken right because why would you waste time looking at the whole human system um you know why would you look at the whole body if you have a cut on your finger and even more like why would you look at the the whole body and the emotions and the mental health and the cultural context like that's all a waste of time when you have a cut Mm -hmm. and so you know, using this perspective, which is zoom in as much as possible on the problem and address it with as few resources as possible, regardless of what it takes to produce those resources. Yeah. And, you know, it, it also it has a lot of limitations. And I don't know if we should talk about them now, but like just like my opinion when I, when we were thinking or talking about this right now was... Uh, the relationship to food. I mean, I studied nutrition and I um, saw how food is studied in universities and how it's looked at by nutritionists and dietitians. And it is about the, the nutrient in a food, what does it do to the standard body? So, you know, it's, or, okay, sure, maybe it's more individualized now with, like, individual medicine and, like, you know, we're getting better at not using just a standard. But it, it when we're talking about nutrition, in if we look at nutrition, nutrition through the scientific paradigm, we only find value in food through the lens of, the nutrients, the main nutrients that are found in there. Or, you know, like, okay, the carrot has vitamin A or um, meat has saturated fat, so it's bad for you. Well, the idea is... So you're looking at food and you're determining what is the most active component in it. You are measuring 
those active components. Like if we want to look at the amount of protein, for example, in different foods, we zoom in on the protein content of that food. And then we've also zoomed in to create standards in humans and say the average human needs 50 grams or 80 grams of protein per day or whatever it is from whatever perspective. And this this whole system only works if you have already measured and created standards of everything. So a lot of the work that's done um, in the medical field, the allopathic medical field, the scientific research field, which are associated with this paradigm, um, is focused on on measuring, on creating um, statistics. And so that means measuring human bodies, you know, measuring the ways that cells react to things. It's measuring the compounds within different herbs, different drugs, the components in different foods, the minerals of things. And, and um, it's not always for I mean, we can talk about this another time probably, but like there's a lot of conversation around how uh, scientific studies are funded by corporations, by governments. So they, a lot of times, although the methodology might be unbiased, um, the desired outcome is predetermined and that's super controversial, but it, that's, that's what happens in our world. But it happens for a reason, because we actually just want to focus on one thing, um, one component of a person's health or one a molecule in a certain substance. So we kind of put blinders up to other things and, and try to prove what we can, try to find evidence for what this active component can do for us. Mm-hmm. And And so a lot of the focus of this work is to to really get as deep as possible into understanding a small component of things. And that gives us information that creates standards. And these standards are helpful. Um, you know, you might think that these standards are helpful for you in determining your health status if you are approaching things from a scientific mindset. So on an individual level, it can be beneficial. It's also super helpful to create standardized systems of of teaching medicine. So nutrition is or has historically been based on the scientific system. Um, and that's because we want to be able to teach it in a generic way. The more people who learn about nutrition, the better health they will have in general. At least that's the theory, right? So we have to be able to create a standard to create a protocol that works for everyone. And the only way to do that is to take measurements, create averages, set a range of what looks healthy and anything outside of it is not healthy, and then create rules based on data. Rules based on data, not rules based on what we think is right or wrong. So we need to have the data. And those those are facts. People consider them facts. And then they use that um, for establishing like social systems of of healing protocols. This also is then obviously taken into account for healthcare, for larger systems of health, not just healing on the communal community level, 
but also um, creating legislations around health. Like we need to have standards, we need to have generalized protocols in order to um, create laws around health and healing. Yeah, and it, it and that's all based on things that can be measured, which is great for a lot of things, especially you know when we're talking about I don't know like people that are having a heart attack we can measure that very well and use drugs to stop that from happening or at least try to do it but if we're i mean i brought nutrition up because it is a field where there are a lot of things involved into it that cannot be measured and i mean for example the way we look at food per individually, the way how we have access to food and how our emotions are connected to food and how our environment interacts with our gut microbiome, all the bacteria that are in your gut. They're, they're all things that are not so easily measurable and sure we could find some ways of measuring some of the things, but we can't measure it all. It's so complex and there's so many things in it that if we use this paradigm blindly, we miss a lot of points. When we you know, when we're talking about wellness and well beings of people. So you wanna go into heroic now? Yeah, I think the um, I mean we talked about the scientific paradigm. Another one that is um I think it's very also very uh a paradigm that is very well rooted in our culture is the heroic paradigm um which i personally would say that is rooted uh thanks to monotheistic religions like i mean christianity mainly where this paradigm focuses on the purification and cleansing of the body so the idea of always getting better and always having to avoid the disease, that there is a connection between mind, body, and spirit, but it, there's also a big focus on good and bad. So something that is good, something that is bad, identifying yourself as either the, vic you know, the victim in a situation where you're exposed to something, whether it's... Uh, food that is quote unquote bad or a medicine or like something happening in your body that is destroy that is the bad guy who's doing harm to yours to you and needing a hero that has to come in and clean it up so something about you know the idea of having to earn health mm -hmm. having to do the good thing so that we can purify ourselves so that we can allow the or be the hero or have the hero come in and fix it and uh yeah and that's like i mean it's uh linked to religion in the sense that there's uh you know you have to be a good person if you want to earn the good things you want to earn um heavens so 
you know, looking at life through or health through this paradigm, um, we see how, you know, we are forced into having to do the right thing to earn a reward, which is health. And if we do something bad, then we are punished and we get sick. Yeah. So you can see the the connection of, um, you mentioned Christianity. There's the trinity of the mind, body, and spirit. It's sort of the the holy trinity, according to um, like this health paradigm. And there's also the trinity of the victim, villain, and hero that you mentioned as well. And it's sort of like there's always this this triad at play. There's always a flux of identifying like who is the victim in the situation, who is the villain, who is the hero, and kind of shifting those from one to the other. Because you want to be the hero in your story, if you think of the world through this lens. Um, But you are also probably being victimized by something. And in terms of health, this looks like you are victimized by your environment, by the foods that you eat, or something that you're exposed to. And you need to find a hero who will save you from that bad thing. The hero being um, a new diet or a drug or a new environment. If you live without exposure to the toxin, then you will be able to overcome that negativity and be healthy. But you can see how that's going to be an endless loop because in every new place, there are quote-unquote toxins there are other things that you're being exposed to, and if you um, are restricting yourself to become better, for example, you want to change your diet because you see now um, you see meat and animal products as the villains in your life, so you become vegan, and veganism is the hero. And you were the victim to meet all this time and now you are healed. You are getting better. But if anything, literally anything comes up that is perceived to be negative by you, that, you know, you have a symptom that comes up that you didn't have before, or now you can't sleep because you've changed your diet and you're still adjusting, there's always going to be something to overcome. So it's always an uphill battle. Um, And it is always about um, health being the reward for doing good deeds. You're never good enough, really. Right. I mean, this, if, if you could win in this paradigm, the paradigm wouldn't exist, right? Because if you could achieve the health permanently that you are looking to achieve, there would be no, there would be no loop. There's no villain coming back. There's no, nothing you need to hide from or run away from. And yeah, so this is kind of like, you can see how there's like a lot of, uh, there's a heavy psychological component to this. Um, There's a lot of emotion connected to this. And this is, uh, you know, you, you framed it when you introduced it as kind of like rooted in monotheistic religion. We actually see this like it's totally drenched in or I should say the alternative health scene is totally drenched in this mindset. So it's kind of modalities that are 
considered complementary or alternative to allopathic health are predominantly focused on and fueled by this view of the world, by overcoming something negative and doing the right thing, um, purifying yourself, doing detoxes to cleanse yourself of bad, bad things, bad energy, bad toxins in your food or whatever. It's always about running away from those things, decreasing your presence, really, decreasing your exposure to those things so that you can be safe. Right, but yeah, I mean, it's the idea of running away from the bad thing or in trying to find a thing that is good and always, yeah, overcoming and fighting. But at the end of the day, as you're saying, there's less presence. Like this paradigm, how do you say, divest or not divest, like um, extracts awareness from the person. Like the person, the individual is welcomed to not feel good enough, not feel like empowered to heal <laughs> in a way empowered yeah. and which is you know it's if there's no empowerment and there's no awareness the human body loses the ability to renew itself and to yeah actually um, be fully nourished because looking through this heroic mindset there is you know, there needs to be something more. There, it, 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 you know, it, 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 the paradigm is about always being incomplete mm -hmm. and trying to find the missing piece to be completed. And that's really interesting, as you know, I introduce it looking at through the monotheistic uh, mainstream religion religion idea, and you talking about the alternative medicine movement and we don't often uh put those two right. groups together yeah but <laughs> i mean you know after this brief discussion like we can see how it's they are like the, the the mindset behind it is the same is the same paradigm and the same human behavior behind that finding the missing piece, finding the hero, finding the healing through something that is good. Right. And that's, I mean, it's all coming from this idea that there's an external savior. So whatever that means to you, if it's you have to be a good person in the eyes of God, because only God can determine your destiny. Um, if it's finding the right diet or... Um, ridding your life of toxic people like I mean protecting yourself from the outside and always moving toward the thing this the substance the lifestyle the diet that will save you from yourself or save you from the bad thing um, it's all about focusing on who is the savior and how can I earn access to the savior and yeah, I mean, I think they're not the alternative health field and monotheistic religions are kind of 
you would think they're at odds with each other, but they are derived from the same mindset. And, um, and like you said, it is about, it is really a discussion of empowerment. Only you can empower yourself. That's what empowerment means. It means recognizing the power within. And if you are always thinking that something outside of you could bring you to the next level, whatever that means, that it gets you into heaven, that it gets you to your next level of health, that you get more toned or more fit or more able to do whatever because you're going to follow this healing protocol, then you are always you are always outsourcing your power to something else. Meaning you are always lacking source. You are always lacking the ability to naturally heal. Um, and you are always inserting that mentally, of course, this is all a mindset, inserting that source of power into the external hero or savior. Um, so of course, you're going to feel depleted if you are always looking at things as better than you, as able to save you, um, and you will feel less powerful and therefore feel less resilient toward things. But, I mean, we're kind of bashing this one more than we did the scientific, I think. But well, there, yeah. there is space for this. Obviously, um, this mindset brought with it all of what we now call the alternative modalities of healing. Um, it, it sparked an interest in a lot of traditional healing modalities as well, particularly energy work. It tied in uh, spiritual healing with physical healing. It allows for the space of emotional work or, or psychological exploration as part of the physical healing journey. It puts mental health at the center of your healing journey. So it is really beneficial. And um, just like the, the scientific model is really helpful for emergency situations or acute conditions, the heroic is super helpful in looking at chronic disease or chronic conditions that you've been experiencing for long periods of time. It might, um, if you realize that you have something that's long-term and that is not really being helped by pharmaceuticals or by lifestyle changes, it might be helpful to look at that condition through the eyes of the heroic mindset. Like, it might help you find what you need to overcome and actually quickly redirect you into a new way of approaching your health because you now have identified the villain or the devil or whatever, the bad thing, the toxin. It helps you see really quickly what's problematic in your life and how to get rid of it. And then maybe you still approach how to get rid of it from a different modality or a different mindset modality. And that helps you work through the, the chronic illness. Um, 
but in terms of supporting your health overall on an individual level, just as with the scientific, I mean, my this is my personal opinion, neither of them are supportive of holistic long-term health. Yes, and um, I mean, we are presenting now the third paradigm, which is that wise earth paradigm, which, spoiler, is what we support and what we think is best of the three and i mean i just want to put it out there because i think subjectivity and opinions have a important place in this world and contrary to the general belief where it's like you know because like looking through like a scientific paradigm we are only looking at numbers and what makes sense from the all the data that we have and an opinion and subjectivity is often uh degraded to not knowing enough and also the hero paradigm is often looked at as you don't know what you're talking about because you are narrow-minded because you identify this as the bad thing, as the good thing. So you should find more data to support your idea of what's good and what's bad. That's kind of the scientific criticism of the heroic. I guess, yes. Yeah. And um, I, I just wanted, wanted to insert this uh, little reflection of mine because I believe that it is human and humane to have an opinion and be kind into having that opinion and offering uh, the reasons of, but also the feelings behind choosing that opinion and being you know flexible to changing the opinion not being stuck with it and you know we could have presented this last paradigm with just one of the three paradigms and you know then you choose whichever one is best for you but i think this one is better than the other two and i just think it's good to believe in something and being open to discussing about why you believe that something is better i love it <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think that, I mean, I guess it's obvious that I strive to follow the wise earth paradigm, but the fact even that I just use the word strive tells you that I'm, um, I still have a lot of the heroic mindset within me. I learned how to see the world through the scientific paradigm. And I did a lot of work to overcome that and landed in the heroic very deeply. And so when I say I'm still trying to overcome the heroic, you see that there's a lot of residual still there from that uh, mindset. And that I'm trying to get out of it, which tells you I'm trying to run away from the, the villain, which is the heroic model of seeing the world. So, I mean... 
to me, I mean, like, I'm glad that you shared your opinion. My preference is the wise earth tradition. And the most important thing to me, the most healing thing to me is to, without fear, look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, this is where I'm at. This is the way I see things. And the way I see things dictates the way I experience things. So if I'm looking at the world through the lens of some combination of these different healing paradigms and the heroic model comes up once in a while, I just need to expect that I will experience my life as, to some extent, the balance of victim, villain, and hero that will come up in my life, and it does. And I have awareness that it comes from that mentality, and I'm also careful to to try to say I need to cleanse myself of that and really fully embrace the wise earth tradition because that's what I want. Um, because I realized trying to cleanse myself is really not bringing me any closer to living through the lens of the wise earth tradition. So what is the wise earth tradition or paradigm? So the rule of the wise earth tradition is that nature is inherently healing. The scientific was let's make rules about data. The heroic is let's make rules about subjectively what is good and bad. And Wise Earth says that the rule is freedom and nourishment create health. Freedom and nourishment over and over and over again. And that freedom and nourishment are the natural states of nature. And so, like wild things grow on their own. They're healthy, healing, and whole all the time. Until they die. Until they die. And that's healthy, healing, and whole. That nature is nature has cycles. Um, the focus of the wise earth paradigm is on nourishment, nourishing the system, seeing the system as um, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, meaning that there's an invisible mystery or spirit within every being um, that has to be considered when treating a certain part, let's say, like quote-unquote part, because really you can't be dissected. You are a whole being. The tree is a whole being. The earth is a whole being. There's no looking at one thing without seeing all of it. Um, and that that is to be respected and celebrated. Um, there's a focus on the innate health or holiness in every expression of every being. Um, and the understanding that that health is flexible, that health looks different for different beings, for different people at different times. Um, health for me looks different than it does for you. Health for me now looks different than it did for me 10 years ago and 10 years in the future. Um, and also health looks different in different contexts. So culture is important. Your environment is important. Your relationship to your environment is important. And just the the baseline that wholeness is the natural order of the universe and in the last episode we talked about 
the etymology of medicine and of health and how there's a connection between health and healing and um, something being holy or sacred. There's a spiritual component to health and that's a big part of the wise earth tradition, but it's sort of the understanding that spirit animates life versus the trinity of the mind, body, and spirit, as you see in the heroic model, that they're sort of three separate things that work together. There's your spirit within you, your mind within you, and your physical body holding all of it. And it's sort of a power play between the three, trying to to always reach a certain homeostasis where in the wise earth um, paradigm you see that life is all life is animated that animation takes different forms that spirit moves things in different ways at different times Um, and really if there's any disease or illness or any pain or discomfort anything you would call a symptom Anything that you think needs to be healed, even if it's not physical, but if it's mental health, if it's healing within your relationships or healing within your spiritual connection to the world, all of that is seen as a request for nourishment, simply. That there's there's somewhere you want to be and you can't get there because you don't have the resources to get there. And where you want to be is really to be here in this moment and whole in this moment, and see yourself whole in this moment. So this tradition is, I don't know, is it fair to say it's the most traditional? I don't know if I really am qualified to make that statement, but it is uh, associated with um, indigenous and and earth-based views of the world. Yeah, I guess that's, that's what was prevalent when humans were animals. (laughs) <laughs> or mm-hmm. acted as animals and then as you know i i think i mean i see it as a development you know like that was what we are inherently called to do to live as animals and to live as in relationship with ecology and with nature and over the centuries we lost that and there have been you know the scientific mindset or the scientific uh, paradigm became prevalent or I guess the you know the hero the heroic one first and then the scientific fighting against the heroic and we kind of got lost in all of that and now it's kind of like that thing that I bring up every time about remembering about remembering how to be animals and how to be humans in nature which is you know like we have everything you know it's not that the scientific advancements are bad or everything that you know the wellness world that was developed through the heroic mindset it's not bad but now remembering this wise earth paradigm and looking at life through that lens we can support our well-being in a very 
you know, holistic way to address chronic and acute conditions, which this paradigm does very well because it doesn't limit our, like, there are no beliefs or things that limit ourselves within this paradigm. We're always supported by everything around us about ourselves and by our community looking through the lens of this paradigm. But now, compared to 10,000 or 15,000 years ago, we have access to the medicine of the science and we have access to, um, I don't know, the things, I don't know, like acupuncture. You know, all the things that have developed through the years. And now going back to, you know, what was prehistorical and kind of like remembering that connection to sun, to rain, to soil. We can be supported and we can identify moments when we need the different types of medicine that we talked about last time where okay we need surgery yes we do no we have access to surgery we do it that doesn't mean that we have to adhere to the scientific paradigm to get surgery yeah so how lucky are we to live in a time where we have we have access to all of the medicines that were created because different mindsets came up at different points in history if it weren't for the scientific mindset taking the forefront of the medical field, then we wouldn't have access to surgery just quite as much as we would, as, as we do now. And we can still utilize that medicine and any medicine. I mean, pharmaceuticals and, and dietary changes and lifestyle changes and all of it. Um, any modality because those modalities exist now and they exist only because some of our ancestors adopted those different modalities at different times. Um, and you mentioned like the wise earth tradition is, is really supportive of chronic and acute conditions, um, and overall wellness, right? So the seven medicines we talked about in um, our last episode are derived from, or the, they're the modalities associated with the wise earth tradition. And that just goes to show you that there is no limitation, like you said, that we can use any medicine from this perspective. Whereas if you go to a medical doctor and the, the doctor has a scientific view of the world, and you are dealing with some certain symptom, and you might be interested in using um, sound healing to move the energy that's stagnant within you, um, and you bring that up to your doctor, they will say there's been no evidence that sound healing has any impact on your organ systems, whichever, whatever symptoms you're experiencing. Um Yeah, but I mean, it, it, if you want, but looking at the world through the lens of the wise earth tradition, 
you are the one that knows how to heal. Your body knows how to heal. So if you feel like sound healing is the right thing to do for this, then, you know, it doesn't matter there are not scientific studies in support of that. You should do sound healing. And just like you said that there's there's not a limitation on what health can look like in this paradigm. That's, I mean, that applies to the modalities that it uses, right? I mean, the point about sound healing from the scientific perspective within the scientific model of the world sound healing is not a medicine there's no evidence to show that it could be an effective medicine and since that modality or that sorry since that mindset views the world through data and rules created by standardized data we're really relying on scientific evidence to determine whether something is healthy or not, is supportive of health or not. And the thing about the wise earth tradition is it offers flexibility for the individual. Like you, if you believe that sound healing is going to work for you, then you don't need evidence because we deem this modality as holy within this paradigm just as much as we deem surgery as holy within this paradigm because the modality could never really give you anything that you're lacking it's just that you know that there's something within you that's seeking nourishment you have decided through story medicine this is what i need and now you have you've declared that that need can only be met through whatever set modality. And that's why in this system, you are the authority figure in your health, that you can have a whole council of experts, which can be a medical doctor who approaches health through the scientific perspective, which can be uh, an acupuncturist who approaches their practice through the heroic Model or the heroic mindset, while you, an adherent of the wise earth tradition, can see those practitioners even even as they approach things through a different world view as part of your support system. So the medical doctor can give you a diagnosis through the standardized measurements of science. And that diagnosis becomes part of your story medicine as part of the wise earth tradition. The acupuncturist can say that you have stagnant chi, so we need to move it because that's bad. And you can't get energy collecting here or else it will cause disease. Let's run away from it by doing acupuncture in this specific way. You know that that's just one version of your energy medicine. You are engaging with the energy by moving it because you love yourself, because you trust yourself, and you trust that your acupuncturist is part of your health council, that your medical doctor is part of your health council, and it doesn't matter what perspective they view the world through. It matters what you view the world through, Hmm. what perspective you view the world through. 
I think what you just, uh, I mean, you explained it very well. How, you know, like when I made the observation about the sound healing, I didn't realize it could be, in, you know, like the, there's a subtle difference between wise earth tradition and the heroic tradition if we don't pay enough attention of being like, oh, so we don't, we disagree with that. So we find with the, the medic, the medical establishment. So we find something that is natural because in the wiser tradition, we're talking about nature and empowerment. So we find something that is natural is not as impactful. And then we use it to heal that is still extractive and is still identifying a villain and a hero. I mean, yeah, you, you are very much in the heroic mindset. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, in your life in general, I know you appreciate the wise earth tradition, but you, I observe you every day and you don't live in that yeah, paradigm. I know. So, I mean, the point is, of course, you would see that in that way, the example of sound healing. Mm-hmm. I want to, if we can take a few minutes to do like one short exercise. Let's do it. Um, let's take a, let's take a symptom or experience and talk through how each of the paradigms would observe it or treat it. Mm. So let's say you have a headache Mm. from the scientific mindset. How would you approach a headache well just take something that makes take a pill a medicine a drug that makes the headache go away so that i can right. i can bring back my physiology to or i mean i guess that's the, not the correct way of saying it but it's kind of like having a headache is not what i should be feeling because I function better when I don't have a headache, so I need to take something. Or the scientific paradigm is offering me a solution to that headache through a form of a drug that has an active ingredient, an active uh, molecule that is going to stop me from having a headache. Right. So super simply, the standard of health is to not have a headache. The standard protocol is we've determined that this drug deletes the experience of headache. Exactly. And we deemed it safe because we've tested it so right. many times that it didn't cause any problem, so it's safe to take it. So we take it, we right. don't have a headache, and it's the headache is over. That's it. Yeah, so from the heroic mindset, if you have a headache, do you want to explore this one, or do you want me to? No, I can do it. I mean, it's kind of identifying why do I have a headache why, I mean, why is a big part of the heroic mindset why do I have a headache I have a headache because I don't know there could be a million reasons and I think that is part of the heroic mindset like you have a million villains to choose from when you mm. don't feel good yep. maybe if you don't like processed food you can identify something in processed food that cause the headache or if you 
identify caffeine as the hero that allows you to go through the hard days, a lack of caffeine could cause your headache. Mm -hmm. So then you can drink coffee and maybe it goes away. Yeah. Or it could be something from, I don't know, like a electromagnetic fields that are interfering with your natural ability to be a human so then you have to cancel those out otherwise you will have a headache yeah you know it can be can be a million different things right that's why that one's an endless loop <laughs> right and yeah and it's always outside it's never like inside and you know you can have you can use many different modalities you know it can be okay i'm gonna do breath work so that i can counteract the effects of the bad environment mm -hmm. is having on me yeah so it's basically you have a headache you're looking at it through the heroic paradigm you see the headache as a problem. There's something wrong. You need to identify what caused it and what will end it. So you determine from the, the million villains that it could possibly be which one it is. And you, you find another component that you name the hero. And that will either, like you said, it will overcome the problematic substance or the toxin or it will replenish you when you are lacking the appropriate hmm. component right what about the the wise earth paradigm approach to having a headache Okay, so if you have a headache, you're looking at it through the wise earth lens. The first thing you would do is follow the first medicine, which is do nothing. And you would say, this headache is, is really bad, so I'm going to do nothing for one hour and see what happens. Because nature is healing. This has come up. For some reason, I don't need to identify the reason. I trust my body that this is um, an expression of a pattern being worked through in in action. Like it's it's currently being worked through. And if in one hour you still have a headache, you would move to the next medicine, which is story, which I, I wouldn't think you'd need a diagnosis, but you could get a diagnosis. It could be, let me determine what nourishment is lacking here that's the purpose of mm. story medicine is to to give voice to needs and so you might talk through it or think through it or explore in some way what need is not being met and then moving into that medicine once you've decided i need to be nourished in this way maybe it's 
resting. Maybe it's going back to doing nothing medicine and actually just, I need sleep. Or it's, it, it would really feel so nourishing to me to go and swim in the river. Right. And just do what you feel like is right for you to do in that moment in response to you experiencing something uncomfortable. There's nothing wrong with with you because you have a headache. The headache is not wrong. There's nothing you could possibly do to fix the headache. You don't need to overcome it. But you can work with different modalities to bring greater ease into your experience, yeah. to make you feel more cared for, and to, you know, that bit about remembering it to remind you that you are part of nature and nature is always moving toward greater healing it's always working through patterns effortlessly naturally and that if there's some something that comes up that causes a bump in the road it doesn't need to scare you so i, I don't know what you would end up doing i mean just like with the Heroic, there's not one answer, but the difference is in the wise earth tradition, you don't need to know why. You don't need to set a reason for what's happening, and you don't need to determine who is the healer in this situation. You can accept as much nourishment in as many forms as possible and not need to know which of those things made your headache go away. It's it's sort of just what do you want? What is being requested by your body? By the communication you have from this experience of having a headache. Yeah. And it's, and it's a training. <laughs> I mean, it requires training and skills to actually act in this tradition. You know, it might be... It, it, it's somewhat... Not dangerous, but like if you have a if you are not trained to actually listen to your body, it's easy to, you know, get scared or think you're acting with within this paradigm, but then quickly when something goes wrong to just go and back to some other paradigm mm -hmm. to get fixed. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just... It, we've forgotten a lot of things about humans and anything that offers solutions from the outside is uh we you know it, it puts us a step backward in our journey to reconnect with our bodies and our humanity don't agree with it i don't agree with it only because nourishment comes in so many forms that like community is is where we're going with this right so mm -hmm. there's an awareness of of yourself and your needs and determining that you would be nourished by something external to you doesn't mean you failed mm. that's that's a perspective of yeah. the heroic paradigm. Hmm. That there, it's good 
to rely on things external to you because in nature that's what happens right there's no plant or animal that lives in a vacuum it's a whole ecology and you are part of that ecology ecology and you if you are connecting with yourself and determining what you need what would nourish you you will always be seeking things outside of you it's just about what fuels you to seek things outside mm. of you is right. it because that external thing is more powerful is going to save you mm -hmm. is the thing that you need and without it you can't survive or is it i enter thriving by being in relationship with nature mm. and that's it that's, i yeah. i could survive without other things but why would i want to there's a beautiful world around me mm. right that's and in that beautiful world you can thrive if you choose to thrive Thank you for bringing that perspective. I appreciate you. And I appreciate uh, the space that we create for ourselves in our life to have these conversations. Yes. And the courage it takes us, but especially you, to have these conversations. To put them out there. Do I need extra courage? You don't, but you found it. <laughs> Bless. So thanks for listening. Um, next time we're going to talk more about mindset and how it determines your perception of reality. How you can work with your mindset to create habits that allow you to build deeper connections with nature and with other people um, and how to really put into practice if you're interested in doing so the um, the wise earth tradition through adopting beliefs that allow you to see the world as whole and nature as inherently healing and like really implementing new beliefs that not to start another conversation, but that, that whole thing about like, if you are trying to delete the beliefs that you have because you would prefer to see the world as healing and loving and whole, you are still approaching that from the heroic mindset. So just Trying to overcome your beliefs is not really effective. Beliefs work by you either believe something or you replace it with a different belief. The mind cannot exist empty. You have to fill it with the beliefs that you want if you don't like the beliefs that are already in there. So next week we're going to talk through some beliefs that are supportive Um if you want to see the world as a healing place. Beautiful. See you next week. Bye.